Welcome back to the podcast that not even our own company wants you to enjoy. I'm Bart Winkler, Evan Heffelfinger. Hello. So we do XFL Week 4 podcast. I can't find it online. At this time that you're listening to this, I pray someone is. It will probably be back online, but our uh, our Week 4 podcast got yanked from the internet. Yeah, I so I, I download all of our podcasts on the Radio.com app, mainly because I have a podcast on the Radio.com app called The Producers. Go and watch it or listen to it, I guess. And usually because I'm subscribed to the RSS feed, it'll start downloading automatically, or at least I can I know where I can go and find it. Because I'm, you know, I'm vain. I like to hear myself, and that includes the XFL. But week fours was nowhere. I, I mean, we're a week after we recorded it, and I can't find it anywhere. But it was up there. I put it up there. And I'm sure it was a great episode. I, I couldn't tell you what I said. And it's gone. It's unfortunate. Someone, someone took it away. This one will go nowhere. This is week five, and this was a good week of the XFL. I do just, before we get into it, the buzz is gone. Yeah. Now you're watching it if you're watching it. The buzz with college basketball, everything else going on in the world, the buzz for the XFL is gone. The diehards are now committed. I agree. And I'm still one of them. I am too. But while you are, I I haven't seen the same sort of level of love for the XFL that you had with the AAF. That's that's a fair assessment. I I'd like to what say What the hell, man? I know. I'm 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 doing everything I can for you. I just the AAF holds a place near and dear to the my AAF heart. The AAF was like one percent as good as this, and that's part of the reason why I loved it. You love the imperfections in a relationship, all the toxic traits. It's what keeps you there. I I try my best, and I think now my problem is I'm a little bit more busy than I was when I watched the AAF. Uh, but I I still do my best. Like I. This weekend, I worked a couple days, so I only got to watch one game, and it turned out to be the one game that really pissed me off. Uh, first off, why do they have... Do you want to start with this game? The Viper game? Yeah, with the Viper game. Well, it's your team. My team won. Yeah. We. I like to start with my team, but... Okay. No, I've got something shameful to tell you Uh-oh. in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, your team is the Vipers, and the Vipers start out scored half. Or at one point, it was like twenty to six. Twenty four to six. You guys were rolling all over the Wildcats. Sunday night game, eight o'clock. I which right off the bat don't like eight o'clock. Oh, I know. It was, it was too late. Seven. Seven is fine. Like I love watching. Game last week at six. That was great too. I mean, Monday night football is seven fifteen. Eight o'clock is a Sunday. It's pretty late. I used to. Well, it's. The MLS is a league that I oh. wish I cared about more. Oh. 9.30 a game started last night on TV because it was in L.A. But ninth on a Sunday night, I mean, nobody nobody's watching well, that. We were already screwed losing an hour of sleep, so I was tired already. I had worked. I was ready to go to bed. And I had to stay up and watch that game because I had no excuse not to watch the game. And you're a fan of the Vipers. Unfortunately. You want to talk about just a collapse. Yeah, what happened? Because I went to bed, Vipers still had a lead, I went to bed at halftime. So, the first half, and because you watched the first half, you know the the Wildcats were doing everything in their power to gift the game to the Vipers. Vipers look good. Missing snaps, the first play of the game was an interception. At one point in this game, I thought, you know, if the Vipers get hot here, they could be... 
the team to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, you know what sucks? Me too. <laughs> and then they put up a 20 spot in the second quarter. It was a close game. And then in, in the second half, everything just fell apart. Multiple turnovers. Cornelius had a couple of bad interceptions, including the game sealing one on the goal line on, like, first or second down with, like, 40 seconds left. That hurt. Uh the Vipers easily have the worst special teams unit in the XFL, which of course is it follows me everywhere from the Packers to the Vipers. Well, they got it, that Franks guy from Miami, the kicker. They got Jake Shum. Yeah, he, God bless his heart, he did what he could, but the return game was awful. Our returners couldn't make it past the fifteen. They were muffing the the ball. They were slipping. It was brutal to watch. And what I don't like is Tressman's game plan was just bad in that second half. We are, the, the Vipers have... We. You have a shirt, you can say we. Listen, at this point, I'm too invested to not say we. I was it at the zoo. kind of slips out. I was at the zoo Sunday morning. Okay. I was with a buddy, and he goes, what's your uh, XFL team? Because I brought it up. I unzipped my shirt. I showed him my defender shirt. <laughs> he goes, is that a team? Not not only is it a team, it's my team. It was you are a loser. Yeah, but you kind of just accept that. Like we're in this profession, we're losers. Yeah, straightens to the point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Vipers have the best rushing attack in the XFL, and Joey Galloway made sure to mention it about forty-seven times on the broadcast last night. And in that second half, we just couldn't get anything done. It was like they knew exactly which run play we were going to throw at them, which also another thing Joey Gallo, Galloway said the rest of the night was the Wildcats had the worst rushing attack, and they just completely stopped our guys, and the play that sealed the game to me, I think it was with like five minutes left, Mark Tressman decides to kick a field goal from like the 15-yard line on fourth and inches when we have the best rushing attack in the XFL. That, to me, sealed the game. Everything else was kind of just To go down nine, so they'd still need a touchdown in the three. I believe, oh, man, I don't remember exactly how it went. but A lot of teams, I've noticed a lot of teams, this XFL, you're supposed to, it's encouraging teams to be less conservative. Some For some reason, these coaches are being more conservative. And they go for one every time, which they're we've going for, said Even is going for stupid. two is stupid. Like, they're trying to go... These coaches on the extra point, they're going to match the other team's score. Right. Go for what is going to get you the most points. What is good? Like if a team's down 14 to 13, they'll go for one. Why don't you go for two? Why don't you go for three? Teams are very miscalculating. I would go for three every time. I would would just go for three every time. I would too because I feel like it's the statistically correct choice. Uh, I mean – I would go for three every time, absolutely. But these teams to go for one, why? Why even go for one? Why go for one? You have the option to go for two, for three. You're going for one. I hate stupid. that. Stupid. You're seeing that with a lot of coaches. Now, part of me. So the the Vipers ended the game down seven. They were at the goal line with like 20 seconds left. Through there was miscommunication between the receiver and the quarterback, and the quarterback threw an interception in the end zone. Ended the game. If that had been a touchdown, which it should have been. It would have been uh, 41 to 40. Would Mark Tressman have gone for two? He probably would have went for one. And we probably would not have gotten it. 
Oh, I'd be pissed if I missed the first overtime because overtime's a shootout of two point conversions. Oh, really? Yeah. So I I want to see one very badly. I went to bed at the end of this game or at halftime. But yeah, these coaches they got to figure that out. And I'm sorry that your team got stuck with maybe the most conservative of all of them because a lot of I should have known. Well, a lot of the guys in this coach that coach in this league they are guys that had to get brought back in. The Norm Chow's, Jerry Glanville's, you know, Hal Money. I These guys got brought back in. It's not the young guys. I should have known. I should have known better when I picked a team. And I, frankly, I'm disappointed in myself. Well, the silver lining, and this would have been obviously better had the Vipers won, but the East is tight. You got the Defenders, Battlehawks, Guardians, all 3-2 and two after the weekend. Vipers just two games back. You got to play everybody again. So it's halfway through the season, far from out of it, but a win this week would be crucial for them. So a tough loss for the Vipers. I agree. You Do we want to talk about your defenders next? Because you said you had something? Well, I took a nap during the game. Oh. I mean, fair. I went to bed. It was 9-6 or 6-9 or on the scoreboard. Nice. I woke up. It was the end of the game. The defenders do win 15-6. But the thing that was big time in this game is they benched Cardale Jones. And they benched him early. Immediately. Which hurts because I like Cardale but it was the right decision. Cardale Jones has looked bad the last couple of weeks. I thought maybe coming home would change it for him. They go to Tyree Jackson instead, who just, if nothing else, he only had 39 yards passing, but he at least provided a boost. They went more ground game in this one. Jarrell Presley, who was a Packer once for like two weeks, he had a hundred some yards. So the defenders get a win at home over the battle Hawks, which a lot of people have been, uh, immigrating to because they have been winning at home and it's fun to see them play in St. Louis. And it's the closest team to here. Closest team to here if you do want to get to a game. To go back to the Vipers, I believe they would have been the first team to win one of those cross-country games. Every team that's gone East Coast to West Coast or vice versa, I believe, has lost. But now you got to, if you're the defenders, do you stick with Tyree Jackson? He didn't light the world on fire, 39 yards passing, 32 rushing. Do you go back to Cardell Jones or do you go back to Jones and have a short leash? Jones, for as good as he looked in the first two weeks, and he looked really good. Mm-hmm. It was like neck and neck, him, PJ Walker. Yeah. Jones looks terrible. I mean, a complete change. Like, in a, you want to talk about a complete 180 from good to very, very bad. Are they home or away next week? Uh, this week they will be, and we'll get to that in a minute, but they will be at home. I feel like maybe not necessarily start him, but put him out there early. See how he does. If you don't like what you see again, just pull him because you've shown that someone else can win that game for them. I would like to see them start. A lot of teams, they switch quarterback, and then that's it. Last night, the Vipers only used their second quarterback on uh, two-point and one-point conversions. That was and, – and he returned a kick. Flowers? Yeah. He returned to so kick. So are they done with Aaron Murray? I don't know. They funny enough, uh who is the Is the, Cornelius that good? He's he was okay. There was too much disconnect from him and the receivers going on last night. Who is uh because I, I had the sound off for part of it. Who was the uh woman sideline reporter for ESPN? Diana Rossini. I don't think was that Rossini in the on the game yesterday? Oh no, I don't know then. Uh, but she did like a five-minute interview with Aaron Murray on the sideline, 
where they like did a full drive with them putting the mic in his helmet to get the play, and then he would explain what the play was while they were actually doing it. So you know I, don't, I don't like is Tom Luganville. Who? He's on the Saturday broadcast. It's Diana Rossini, and then he's the guy. Like the the main announcer. Oh, okay. I feel like he's a little too. I don't know what the word is yet, but. Well, on the game last night, one last thing to talk about. They they talked about the betting so much. They won't stop. And they used the Bill Michaels giving getting like a hundred times. Because that's probably the only betting term that they know. Like giving and getting points. And it was starting to get annoying. Oh, for those of you that had a prop bet on uh, Trey, whatever his name is, nobody's doing these prop bets. Nobody's we're barely betting on these games. <laughs> right. I don't think I've bet on them since, well, last week doesn't really count, but right. since like week two. So, I don't know. I, they, I I appreciate that there's, it'd be nice if you watch a game and like it says Bucks plus five and a half tonight throughout the game, but right. I don't need constant updates. They, they're just, a, they're a little too much. You're right on the betting. There was controversy in week five, the first game of the weekend. Houston beats Seattle 32-23. to Now, would Seattle have tied the game? We could say probably not. But for a league that's gotten a lot right, they screwed this one up. Seattle driving, end up getting the ball back to Houston. P.J. Walker, who was bugging the hell out of me because he was my MVP in a fan duel, mm-hmm. he would kneel, but instead of kneeling, he would run like seven yards back <laughs> and kneel. And so there's about... Four, five seconds left. Houston's got the ball. Mm -hmm. They are up nine. They're in their own territory, but on the 20. The coach is telling them, run back a few yards, chuck it in the air. Because you do that, clock will expire. Right. Instead, P.J. Walker kneels. And he gets touched, and there's two seconds, maybe even three left on the clock. Yeah. The refs blow the game dead. Everybody runs off the field. Refs run off the field. Teams start to run off the field. The ABC announcers, Steve Levy and uh, Greg McElroy, are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's there's time on the clock. Right. Review this. What that are you doing? That was a fourth down. What are you doing? Yeah, it was a turnover on downs. So Seattle could get the ball. They'd have two seconds from the 20, but they could score a touchdown and then go for three. Again, probably unlikely, but, but not possible. Improbable. Yes, not improbable. But everybody's running off the field. They get the guy who's the game supervisor that day. And he says, well, we, decided, we decided that the game was over and there's nothing we can do. And the announcers are screaming, everyone is still here. Here's, here's what I think happened. The game ended. They realized it. They got either too lazy or too scared to bring everybody back. It's easier to just say, well, the game is over than it is to corral everybody back. Big blunder by the XFL. The XFL has said, hey, that was a mistake. The guy who they interviewed... Poor guy got reassigned, whatever the hell that means. I don't know if it's going to matter in seeding or anything. Seattle loses their 1-4, and four, Houston 5-0. and oh. Again, they probably realistically don't win this game. But we've seen crazier things happen. But for a league that this is like, this is the hook. Right. And they messed it up. It was, it was unfortunate. Well, let's think. The NFL, I remember clearly it was, well, I guess not as clearly as I thought. There was a time maybe five, six years ago where they thought an extra point or a field goal missed as time expired and everyone left the field. I think it was, what was it, probably Steelers-Ravens or Ravens-Browns, something like that. Everyone was off the field. They replayed it. 
saw that it was good and they were going to overtime and they had to bring everybody back out onto the field to finish the game. I don't understand why the XFL couldn't have done that. I don't know if they wanted to, if the players were already, you know, neck deep in their Bud Light Seltzer postgame <laughs> party. I don't know, man. I just know that it was. That's, that's a really bad mistake to make. For well, I mean, one, for the referees to not notice it, know that it was a fourth down and that the clock is dead once the knee hits down, for the sky judge to not realize what was going on, and then for the announcers to be screaming at them saying, hey, we still have time left, and then them just saying, no, we've decided the game is over. It's not a good look. No, um, I just, unfortunately, not enough people care. Well, do, uh, do you want me to play conspiracy theorist? Yeah. Is it possible that they did this on purpose to try to get some controversy in the league to see if they can get people no, talking about it? You know, you, you think of things like that, but then you'd have to plan that moment. Yeah. Or in the moment, someone would go, oh, I got a great idea. It's 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 too, we always like to think of these conspiracy theories, but things that happen in the moment are too hard to plan like that. And again, no one is talking about it. If If you look at any coverage nationally, like even the leagues that cover, they're talking NBA, they're talking how the coronavirus is affecting leagues. Yeah. They're talking MLB. They're talking Tom Brady. A weird decision in an XFL game is still, that's left for guys like you and me doing Wisconsin's only XFL podcast. Yeah, the only time I saw it on Twitter was because you tweeted about it. That was the only time that I saw it. <laughs> well, that's sad. Because I went, I searched. But that's the thing. I XFL follow, finish. Mm-hmm. Like no one was talking about I it. I follow a bunch of XFL pages, including like the XFL itself. Do and you the bo- teams follow and... my boy Connor Falk? No. Oh. I will, though. He's like the top reporter. I will now. Yeah. I guess I didn't follow enough. And there's like parody accounts of him. It's weird. The other game, New York, is now 3-2. and two. The battle of the AAF. They beat Dallas. Luis Perez comes out on top. Uh, Dallas is in trouble. So they lost Landry Jones and the backup Nelson. He did not look good through some ugly interceptions. He was not good for the uh, the fleet of the AAF. No, well. well, he's not good here either. Dallas certainly in trouble. Uh, that is my remembrance of that game. I don't know what else I was doing at the time. I got nothing else to say on that one. It seems like uh, that was one that I was working, so I didn't get to watch. It seems like it was an uneventful game. Yeah. So in the East, the defenders are back on top with tiebreakers at 3-2. and The Battle Hawks and Guardians also 3-2. And and your Vipers 1-4. and I would still say anything's open. I'd still say it's wide open in the East. I agree. In the West, Houston 5-0 and after that controversial win. Dallas and the Wildcats both two and three. Dragons at one and four. These teams look good and then they don't. I don't know. I would say the Wildcats out of those three. I mean, if the Dragons would have won, because we just talked about how they got screwed. I I'm starting to write Dallas off. If they don't have Landry Jones again, Nelson looked very bad. Looking at their record right now, they're 0-3 at home and 2-0 and away. That's kind of oh, nuts. Yeah. That is odd. Now, you, I might need your help with this. Why are the defenders first in the East with the worst touchdown differential? I can tell you that they beat those other two teams that are 3-2. and two. I don't know what a three-way tie is. Okay. But they just beat St. Louis, and then in week one they beat New York. So right. they're all tied, 
So they've got the best record over those other two teams. That is my assumption. I don't know yet what the tiebreakers are. The games this week, undefeated Houston at 3-2 and two New York, ABC 1 o'clock. You like Houston to keep it rolling? Maybe New York has been playing better. Maybe they get a victory at home. I mean, so far the, the Roughnecks seem unstoppable. Even the refs couldn't stop them. Uh, give me the Roughnecks on that one easily. The Vipers host the Battlehawks. Four o'clock on Saturday. This game is on Fox Sports Two. I did not know existed. Ratings are going to be down big time. <laughs> Nothing's on Fox Sports Two. You know what they show on Fox Sports Two? They show MLS. Not even. Oh. MLS is on Fox Sports One. Fox Sports Two shows. Sometimes MLS teams will play like teams from Costa Rica. Oh no. They show Red Bull diving. Oh, no. Or whatever they call it. The cliff diving? Yeah, they show a lot of NASCAR replays. Oh, no. For live events, they have America's Day at the Races, which is like six hours of a horse track feed. You can see a Pato. They show Mexican League soccer. There is no reason for this channel to exist. FS2, Battlehawks Vipers. Ratings will be by far the lowest XFL rating yet. I don't know if I'll actually be able to find a way to watch that game. It's channel 618 on DirecTV. I have YouTube TV. Do you have the Fox Sports Go app? I do. You should be able to watch it. How are we looking? All right. All right. So that game, I'm going to... It depends on what the how the Vipers start, but then again, they couldn't finish. I think your Vipers may lose there. Let me do a quick little check here. da 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 did you enjoy Perkins yet, by the way? You won the bet last I week? I have not gone yet. I've been very busy. And your $20, you spend that? That went to a Christian Yelich, uh, very official jersey from DH Gate in China. <laughs> so you're going to have the virus on it? Oh, absolutely. Great. Lose 20 pounds, I'll be fine. Okay. Were you checking on something? I was just checking to see what days I work next weekend. I don't work Saturday, so All I right. would be... 4 o'clock. You'll find something better. Renegades <laughs> go to the Defenders 3 o'clock on Sunday. You just said Dallas is undefeated on the road? Yeah. Man. But the Defenders are undefeated at home. They are. They are. And then the Wildcats have the Dragons in Seattle. Uh, that'll be on ESPN2 at 6. So a lot of these games are getting bumped off the next couple of weeks because the bigger networks, a lot of college basketball stuff. Yeah. It'll go back to normal. In the coming weeks. And Fox has some Thursday night games to look forward to in April, too, as well. But this week, get ready for the ratings narrative story because of a game on FS2. Anything else on your mind? I'll talk coronavirus with you if you want. Nobody seems to want to talk about it. I'm getting assaulted on Twitter for being part of the media that's drumming it up for my agenda. I do have an agenda. My agenda is for my mother-in-law and my son to not die from this. Fair. As they live with me, mm-hmm. uh, my voice is—I feel it's a little th- not up to speed. I don't have any other symptoms. We've got Chuck who just traveled. Yeah, Billy and Tim are on the road. Gary went somewhere. Bill went somewhere. All these guys who never travel at the fan suddenly are trying to play a who can get their passport book stamped the most competition, mm-hmm. and it's really obnoxious. It must be nice to like get to take a vacation and stuff. It must be nice to just go through your world not caring about the world around you. 
Just living yeah. for yourself. That'd be pretty cool. Because that's what a lot of people are doing around here. Now, are you worried at all? I work at Home Depot, so I come in contact with people during the day. Well, I went to the zoo yesterday. Oh, that's worse. I wore gloves. Did you really? Winter gloves. Okay, so it's you weren't as like... I'm going to wash them today. <laughs> okay. I My stance on the whole coronavirus thing, like sure, it's it's worrisome. If I get it... I'm not too worried. Sure, I'll miss a couple of paychecks, but I'll come out of it. I'll have the flu for a couple of weeks. I'll I mean, be you like could die. people our age are dying. Our age, yeah. Our age. Okay, you're. I'm a kid. People in their 30s are dying. <laughs> that yeah. Well, do they have pre-existing medical conditions? That I don't know. Because from what I heard, they were mainly attacking the elderly and people with predisposed uh, issues. Yeah, who cares about them? Yeah, get rid of them. That's how the nation is acting. Do you want to talk population control? I don't think this is that. <laughs> Probably not. That's a that's a topic for a wild world, wide world of Sparky or something like that. We could do a Wings Things population control pod. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, this is basically Thanos, right? Did he have some good ideas? Find out on the next week's Things podcast. XFL, hopefully this podcast stays up for more than 12 hours until our guy that apparently hates the league that works in this building and has access hacks into it. He's probably a Guardians fan. What a dick. It's uh, not Chuck and Winkler. It's Evan and Bart. And clearly we're at the end of the rope here.